Uh, good thing this isn't a scratch and sniff um, podcast because <laughs> I've only showered twice since then, and I feel like it's one of those things you have to shower three or four times to really feel clean again. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and for the first time yesterday, and, and, and this morning even, I tackled the buffalo. I have no idea what that means. I'm trying to figure out if this has something to do with eating a lot of wings or something with buffalo mozzarella, which I never really understood why that was called buffalo. Mo- I, I guess it's made out of buffalo milk. I don't is that, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm talking about. This isn't this is isn't it? a food podcast. I, 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 I And I don't know what you're talking about, and I also have no idea what you're going to talk about today. The only thing I know is that there's some kind of poop story involved, and I was like... You texted me earlier and you said something about keeping me in the loop and poop. And I was like, oh, are you like starting a new rap, you know, group or something? So I'm really curious if you're listening to this, maybe you're curious now, too. I don't know what the doo doo has to do with. Let let me let me set the backstory here. So when I was in high school, here we go. Probably the only thing that I did. Uh, the one thing I can claim that I definitely did before it was cool, for sure, and Heather calls me like an original <laughs> hipster for this, but I, I disagree, is I used to go to thrift stores to buy my clothing, specifically t-shirts. And so now, you know, everyone started doing that in the mid-2000s. I don't know if, I mean, Macklemore wrote that song about it. I don't, I don't even know if it's still a thing anymore, but I was doing it right when I started high school. And I didn't care what I looked like, but I just wanted to find funny yeah. t-shirts, right? So yeah, that's Travis, what I did. yet Jay another thing we have in common a- and another mutual love. Not only do we each both love snickerdoodles, not only do we both love craft beer and numerous other things, ice cream being one, but we both have an affinity for, uh, for thrift store t-shirts, apparently, or I did at one point. I'm glad to hear that. Did at one point, and I, I don't really... Yeah, I don't wear them so much anymore only because I have a wardrobe of like four shirts and they're all the same. So now I'm like totally minimal with a wardrobe. Then I had a hundred t-shirts probably in my parents' attic and in my room growing up and I loved thrift store t-shirts. But the best t-shirt I ever had actually didn't come from a thrift store. It came from my dad's um, my dad's dresser. So he had all these old t-shirts and he ran a company called CNT Associates. It was a construction contracting company. Okay. And I remember going through it one time looking for cool old t-shirts and he only kept like two of them. And one just said, I tackled the Buffalo. And it was just, it was just a blue t-shirt, you know, one of those, you know, when you get old school t-shirts and they're super old, so they're very soft, uh, Old school t-shirt. They're either very soft or, or crappy. Yeah, well, this was super soft. Like American Apparel makes these shirts now to be super soft. And they're supposed to be vintage. This was vintage. It was probably, at that point, 25 years old. So at this point, it's probably 40 years old. I still have it. Um, 
And it was a blue T-shirt with just yellow lettering that said, I tackle the Buffalo. And then under it said CNT Associates, you know, just in very normal font, like the Belushi college shirt, but a little smaller because it was was a longer thing. So it's just cool. And I was like, what is this? So I just stole it, started wearing it to high school. And one time I came home and like my mom or my dad saw me like, where'd you get that shirt? I'm like, oh, yeah, I stole from dad's dresser, whatever. And they're like, do you even know what that means? I was like, no, I don't know. Just I thought it was funny. And uh, I just started wearing it. So the the story behind the shirt and why they got the shirt made is that my dad's company used to do a lot with sewage treatment plants. And, you know, for whatever reason, they did they did bridges and roads and stuff, but they, they kind of found this niche in sewage treatment plants, either building them or restoring them. Um, and fixing them, which is which is awful. It's as bad as it sounds, right? So I guess when you got a really pun intended yeah. crappy I knew it job, was where you were in it and and you were like waist deep in the water and the muck trying to fix something, the the saying is like you come back to the office and you'd be like, I tackled the buffalo today, and that was that was the thing. Like you just, you tackle the Buffalo anytime that you had a job where you're literally in the shit and, and it just sucked, but you had to get it done and you got it done. You come back and you say, I tackle the Buffalo. So it was almost like a sense of pride. So I thought, well, that's, that's a cool slogan. I had never tackled the Buffalo before Jay until last night. My dad would be proud of me. We have had all these problems with our one Airbnb property and the plumbing. And yesterday I literally spent six hours shop vacing out. I'll spare all the gory details because I had to do it like three different times because then the washer had poop water in it and that exploded. (laughs) But I shop vacked out crap water and disgustingness from a basement for about six or seven hours. And it got so late, I actually had to stay over and Heather was at our other house. I mean, just because everything overflowed, like that sounds like an ridiculous amount of time to clean up. Uh, Long story short, yes, it had backed up. Yes, things had overflowed. So I cleaned it up once. Then the washer exploded and had crap water in it. So I had to do the basement again. Was this a result of the Airbnb? Because I know you rent out your place sometimes. I don't know why it backed up. I mean, it's a house that's 150 plus years old. So it's got old pipes. Anyway, I did the job myself because it had to get done. And the company I called to come out and do it, it was going to take them two days to come out there. And I didn't want poop water sitting in my basement. And they're like, yeah, you know, maybe insurance will cover it, but it'll be at least 500 bucks. And I thought, all right, there's not that much water down there. It shouldn't be that hard. Let me go buy a shop vac. Then I'll have a shop vac. I'll just do it myself. I'll get it done. Which, by the way, um, is isn't that how most people end up owning a shop vac? <laughs> I, I think so. I I. You I, never buy have, a shop vac in advance, you know? It's always not, one of those things where you're like, well, should I pay this bill or should I just buy the shop vac and do it myself? Right. And I bought the shop vac. So I tackled the Buffalo J. It, it would have only taken two hours, but then two other issues happened as I was doing it. So long story, somewhat short, the job that would have saved me 500 to $1,000 only took two hours, but then we had all these other issues happen. Anyway, basement is dry. I got to actually tackle the Buffalo. So now I think I can wear the shirt for real and be a real man. But I, I wanted to talk today about not obviously, hopefully people shop backing out their bathroom or, or their basement and actually being like chest deep in, I wasn't, but like in crap water. 
but just tackling the buffalo as a metaphor for sometimes you just have to be in the shit and you have to get it done because we talk a lot about sometimes this, well okay a lot of times <laughs> it's i guess guaranteed to happen if you have your is, own business right <laughs> It is. It's guaranteed to happen. And I guess I was thinking of it along the lines of a lot of people listening are just starting out. And we talk a lot about, you know, try try to outsource and try to get other people to help you out. And that's how you can grow and scale and all this kind of stuff. And that's great. But sometimes, especially when you're starting out, you're going to have to do every single job that comes about for whether you're running an online shop, whether you're writing a blog, whether you're podcasting, whatever you're doing, you're going to have to you're going to have to be the person who does it all. And sometimes it's going to be the crappy stuff that you know you don't really want to do. But what I learned from this experience, and I'm kind of happy that I did it, and I, if it happens again, I'm, I'm not going to be the one who's doing it. I'm going to call someone. But you actually learn from that experience. You learn what someone has to go through. It's, it's also that old adage of you know, you're not asking someone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself or hadn't done yourself. So sometimes you just have to be in it and you can't optimize and everything can't be perfect and it and it can't be all outsourced and you sitting back only doing your zone of genius and and doing the thing you're amazing at. Sometimes you're just going to have to buckle down and be in it and tackle a buffalo and get it done and come out on the other side, hopefully smelling a little better than I did. And sometimes not. Like for example, no matter how much you want to tackle the buffalo and be in it, I, I can't code. I don't know how to code. So I'm not going to spend the time to learn to then tackle the buffalo and coding because then I'll never start my business. So like just to kind of build on what you're saying, I know what you're saying. So I get the lesson, but just I think to clarify, because I know you know this, you won't, you can't do every single thing because then you're a superhero. Like we know a few people that can do like the design and the code, like all the things. But even then, I mean, you could use like a service that gets a website online and you could figure it out, you know. But generally speaking, I know what you're saying. Um, and I'm just talking about that because a lot of location dependent businesses are online. So, And um, I think it comes down to tackling the buffalo for jobs like this. Okay, it was going to be crappy. And there's all these puns that are coming out here. But it, it was, in essence, shop vacuuming up stuff putting down powder, sweeping it up, shop backing up. Like it was menial. And you know, anyone could do it. Now if it, if I needed plumbing work, I needed to solder pipes together and stuff, which I'm equating to coding, you know, like a higher level skill, then of course I'm going to call someone. But sometimes it just comes down to these mundane tasks that you can do that eventually you probably want someone else to do, but in the beginning it's okay to be the one Who's going to sit there and tackle the buffalo? Yeah, I'm with you. Don't learn coding. Don't spend months learning super high end stuff that high level stuff that you might not use again or, or you don't want to do. But if there's something that has to get done that you're like, oh man, this is like the crappy part of running my own business, you know, that's going to happen. It's going to happen no matter what business you have. And sometimes that needs to be to you to do it. And it's kind of cool to come out on the other side and say, all right, I did it. I did it. It's done. It's finished. I learned something. Next time I'll know what to expect if it happens again. And yeah. maybe I'll hire someone to do it then. Yeah. And I mean, certainly, like you said, if you're doing a job that 
you're going to ask somebody else to do later, you're going to have a much clearer picture in terms of how to direct them and manage them to do it properly or in a way that you like, because you're going to learn that and discover that through the process. But you do learn all of these different facets of business as well. So you get these skills just by being in the muck, right? Just, just, by, just by doing it like you probably by the end of the day, you didn't start off probably wielding the shop vac in the smartest way, but by the end of the day, I'm sure you were whipping around there and making sure it was getting done in, in a smart, orderly fashion. One I, lesson I learned, yeah. uh, 16 gallons of water is, a, I think it's eight pounds for every gallon of water, is like 120-some pounds. So if you fill it all the way up, you oh, won't be able man. to get up the stairs and it'll spill all over you. So I started making sure I was only <laughs> filling it halfway up. Sorry. Um, so you learn joking. stuff, man. You learn it. And wow. Jay, I think that goes to your point, too. Have you, you showered were, since then? Uh, I, good thing this isn't like, like 14 a times. Were you like this Jim Carrey in the Ace Ventura <laughs> when you I, took I, the unfor- shower? <laughs> unfortunately, uh, good thing this isn't a scratch and sniff. Um, podcast because I've only showered <laughs> twice since then and I feel like it's one of those things you have to shower three or four yeah. times to really feel clean again yeah. but to your point as well if you are going to ask someone to do it later or you think you are one of the things that you do really well Jay and, and we've had people on our team uh, thank you for this and, and applaud you for this is when you're doing that task either jot down notes screenshot it, you know, like make notes of what you're doing, especially if you're doing it like the second or third time and you know, you know, first time you do it, you have no idea what you're getting into usually. You're just trying it out. Okay, fine. But second, third, fourth time you're getting more efficient. If you think it's going to be a task that you're going to give up eventually and you're going to stop tackling that buffalo, have something prepared for someone so that when you hand it off to them, they're gaining your expertise as well because you've already done it a few times as you mentioned, you've gotten better with the shop vac. You've gotten better with, you know, setting up an automation, whatever it is. That person can come in and they don't have to start from scratch as well. Yeah. And I think there can be a lot of missed opportunities if you do skip the tackling the buffalo part on a lot of things in business. For example, I mean, I don't really know anybody that loves being in their email inbox, at least when it comes to location-dependent entrepreneurs, people want to be out traveling. You know, you can get stuck in the in the inbox pretty easily, but it's a good example of a, of a thing that, you know, you might be in the muck for a while. Say you have... Um, you start a business and all of a sudden you get a bunch of customers or clients and you're fielding all these emails. You're thinking, oh, well, this is so overwhelming. I need to get help with this soon. I can't handle this anymore. I'm just in the muck. I'm answering emails all day long. I can't work in my business. But when you're in that part and you're beginning, especially, and and even I think later on, it's good to, to do this with fresh eyes. I actually just sent down an email today to Zero to Travel that I can tell you about in a second that goes along with this. But the opportunity you would be missing if you don't tackle that buffalo early and just get in it is learning about your customers and your clients and who you're serving and how you're helping them. And even though some of those emails might be repetitive, after a time you start to realize, oh, well, I'm getting this question, the same question 15 times. So maybe I should put this in a book or a course or something, because this is something clearly a lot of people want to know. And some people I just interviewed yesterday, Heath and Alyssa from the RV Entrepreneur, they just wrote a book on like everything they wish they knew before they were RVing. And that's exactly how they wrote the book. They're like, well, we just kept getting, Alyssa said, I just kept getting these questions. And 
I kept writing the same email and over and over again. So I figured, well, why don't I just write this book? So then when people ask me these questions, I can just say like, well, here, go get the book because here's everything I know. So that's a really concrete example, I think, of, of you know, saying, okay, I'm going to start this Facebook group, but then I'm going to get somebody else to management, manage it and then move on to the next thing. But you might be missing the opportunity, even though you don't like getting into the Facebook group and interacting with people or whatever, whatever your version of that is to learn about who they are and what they actually need. Yeah, it allows you to be on the front lines. And, and I think it's very hard to run a business in, in, some, in any type of field if you haven't been on the front lines at some point. And again, the goal for location independence and for the lifestyle that we're, that we're trying to build and that we're helping people build isn't that you're on the front lines forever. But in the beginning, Jay, it, it, as you said, it has to it almost has to be that way because you probably don't have money to to hire someone. And even if you did, you wouldn't really know what to tell them to do if you hadn't done it yourself. And and so I think that's really an important point that we want to hammer home is, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to answer all my emails anymore. Yeah, I'm glad that we have automation set up for certain things. But in the beginning, you know, that's the type of things that you have to learn. And it also helps you realize what you do and don't like doing. And it helps you realize what you're good at as well. So when you're doing, when you start a business and you're doing, let's say, 10 tasks, and it's really more than that, but let's say you're wearing 10 hats, you know, you might think, oh man, I, I love, like I used to think I love the writing part of it. And, and to be honest, I did love the writing part. But that soon be, not soon, but after doing it for so long, it, it became a part that I liked less, but I liked, I still like the recording part. Hence why we're still keeping the podcast going and things like that. So I, I think that it helps you in a lot of ways to be, to be right in it in the beginning. And it's also going to help you when you do delegate. But I, I just wanted to hammer home to people that, it, yes, optimization is great. And if you're following all these online gurus, which you probably are, you're probably reading blogs and this and that. And people are saying, only be in your zone of genius and never, you know, never do something that you're not passionate about or you're not good at. And it's like, listen, idealistically, sure. But we're talking realistically, you're going to have to get in there. You're going to have to tackle some buffaloes. And, you know, again, sometimes it's nice to, to just go back to those menial tasks and mundane tasks and be like, all right, I accomplished that today. Like it had to get done. The crap water had to get cleaned up because the house smelled and it got done. And yeah. so I wasn't high level. It wasn't you, helping usually me grow that's like this going huge through business. Uh, credit card statements and looking for receipts or some crappy thing to, you know, get your finances. Sure. There's a million examples. But hey, I want to turn this doing conversation. Your taxes, stuff like Listen, that, I, man. I, I, I want to end the, the business part of this conversation because I think tackling the buffalo, we have to be in the poo. We all get it. And that's a huge, awesome lesson. So I'm glad you told that story because that's hilarious. But I want to hear from you, Trav, as we go into like sort of the end of this podcast, the second half. What is, in your opinion, a version of tackling the buffalo when it comes to travel? I have, a, huh. I have, I, 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 I have a, an like, idea, but... Um, okay. I, sometimes the travel days themselves like the getting to places can be a bit of tackling the buffalo when you're sitting there and you're saying hey i'm in philly and i'm gonna end up across the world and all that's great especially with a kid now right and you would too uh, that can be a bit 
tackling the buffalo. Like it's not fun while it's happening. Yes, it's going to lead to something better. But to me, that can be those those days. And, and sometimes they're fine. But you know, when you have long flights, long bus rides, long car rides, long train rides, those can be a bit of the crappy parts of traveling that are necessary to get through. Where you have to kind of look at it and say, "All right, let me go into this with a positive attitude. It's going to be over." And it's going to end up better, but um, you know, just knowing that it's probably going to suck at that in the moment. Yeah, a, a good example of tackling a bu- the buffalo is that in travel, if you're on, you know, a twenty plus hour bus ride, for example, and it's it's dodgy and you know there's no heat and you're going through the high desert or something in, in Peru, for example, um, <laughs> that was a rough bus ride the, I took. The, the chicken um, buses in yeah, uh, yeah, Central like you know, America. then you're like, okay. You, you know, you went through it. Like, you know, if you had a travel day where you took some insane journey just to, you know, either save a few bucks or just to have the local transportation experience or whatever the case. And, you know, this is like a journey where, like, you saw the sun go up and down like once or multiple times and you were still like traveling. You've tackled the buffalo, I think. Still sitting next to like the same sweaty man. Yes. Or like, you know, when we were on the bus in Vietnam and like, they have these little tiny seats you can't even fit in and they're on the floor and you like you, you take two basically sleeping pills or jam I mean just knock yourself out and you wake up and there's just like this guy laying next to you on the floor all of a sudden like a random cast of characters just going on and on for hours and hours and what seems like days but that kind of thing and but then you you grow so much from that or you just learn from those experiences or if you show up to a town or you get somewhere late and you can't find a place to stay or something like that and you have to stay outside or you have to just figure something out and whatever. Like those types of things, I think, are tackling the buffalo in travel a bit where you're like, okay. Um, and it can happen a lot in travel, I think, because you your only job is just you're, you know, you're traveling. So you're like, okay, well, like I can't find a place to stay right now, but I don't, I mean what this is like my the only thing i have to do right now so i have to figure this out and that's where you i think you learn so much in travel one of the places just by getting in those situations and having to figure it out you know the funny part about that is usually it's self-inflicted right so the only times i've ever gotten to a place where and i didn't have anywhere to stay was because it was my own fault because i didn't book somewhere and thought Oh, I'll just show up and I'll find a place. The the last time it happened, and there's some like it's like Mardi Gras, in New Orleans. You're like, I right. should have looked this up. The last time it happened was was in Bali, um, and it was Heather and I, and we we had a crazy time getting there. And we show up, and it's like 8 p.m. and we had never been there before, so I just assumed we would just walk around and find places to stay. Didn't exactly work that way. I ended up. It was like 2 a.m. I was on the back of a motorbike with this guy of this guy and like a downpour trying to find a place to stay. And that was the last time that we didn't have somewhere to stay when we showed up because now since then Heather and I do have a rule now. And and maybe if we travel together, you and I Jay, maybe we can get rid of this rule. But for her and I when we travel together, we always book the first night. I always recommend of that, that place people. now because yeah. it it was it was like it was cool a few times and then it a few times it wasn't and then that last time was really not cool and i just thought 
there's no reason this needs to happen because even if I end up somewhere really bad, at least I'm when I get in, I have a place. And then if it's really, really crappy, and that's happened to us one time as well, where we we're so bad, we showed up and we're like, oh, we can't even stay here. Um, at least then you have a base where you can ask them where to stay. Like you're, you're right. somewhere, right? Yeah. You're not just floating through. So uh, we always book the first night now because we have had an experience where tackling the buffalo, we got run over by the buffalo that day. We didn't actually tackle it. It ran us over. I always recommend that as well. And um, But I certainly had not done that for many years. Also, where you show up and you just, you know, the, the random person at the train station takes you to the apartment that the picture he showed you or she showed you when you got off the train and they had a three ring binder versus, you know, full of pictures of whatever apartment they owned that they were going to take you to, to rent out or whatever, just these random things. But, uh, you know, the times have changed since then. I bet there, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of booking companies and ways to do it online, of course now, but there are plenty of ways to tackle the Buffalo. I think while you're travel, I just thought that was a fun thing to bring up because when I, when I think about, of course, just some of the best travel stories, shit, you know, yeah, like, I mean, just like you're, you're, you're in it, you're in it. You don't tell and- the story. Yeah. You can tell the story about the, the epic meal you had. And I know you've got some great ones of those, but the, the best travel stories are the ones where, you know, your friends having a, a breakdown in China or whatever, you know, <laughs> which if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go listen to our podcast. Cause we have a, we have a fun episode we did called. I um, just re- called I just re-listened to it, Jay. Oh, um, did you because really? we're running it. We ran some oh, some so replays, funny. some reruns on extra pack of peanuts, and mm. I asked listeners. I said, "Hey, what is what are some of your favorites uh, podcasts that we've ever done?" And overwhelming majority, or, or overwhelmingly, they said the travel meltdowns episode. Really? So <laughs> on EPOP, we did a travel meltdowns episode. And it was Jason and myself and Heather and our buddy Napkins. And Jason and Napkins tell their travel meltdowns on the EPOP podcast. And Heather and I tell our travel meltdowns on the Zero to Travel. And people loved them. They absolutely loved them. So if you want to know what it's like to be with someone who's crazy neurotic in China for like 15 days and all the <laughs> things they think can go wrong, you can listen to Travel Meltdowns on EPOP. It's um, such a great story. Yeah, I guess we need to do a travel meltdowns part two then, right? Because that's really funny that that was one of the more. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I've shared my best one, but I'm sure if, well, what I thought was my best one at the time, I'm sure there have been some sense. Well, that's the thing dude, about meltdowns. It's like they're going to, like, as you keep traveling, inevitably they will continue to happen. <laughs> so, uh, listen, yeah. Trav, all we need to do is just pick a place, right? Meet up, go tackle a buffalo, and have a new meltdown, and then we can we'll be good to go. We can live podcast. We'll just be (laughs) doing it. We'll we'll say we have set ourselves up to have a meltdown here. What? Yeah, isn't that like every reality TV show out there? Essentially, they (laughs) set you up for a A disaster to happen for then there to be a response to that disaster, like a meltdown. So, (laughs) anyway, guys, if if you are if you are listening, if you are starting your business, or even if you're just uh, you know whether you're starting or you're you've been through it a bit um i just want people to take heart with the fact that there are going to be times where you're doing something that isn't sexy isn't fun isn't like what the gurus tell you you need to be doing isn't high level isn't big picture it's just being in it and that's going to happen so when it does happen 
put on a little smiley face uh, as much as you can. Then, like I did after two hours, and start cursing, and then just be like, "Oh, screw it! I got to get it done," and find like a little bit of a zen place, I guess. But um, just know that it does happen to everyone. It's going to happen no matter what business you build. And so when you're when that does happen, don't feel like you're failing. It happens to everyone. You're going to come through on the other side, and you're probably going to come through on the other side with a little bit more pride and a little bit more, I, I don't want to say excitement, but but you feel good that you've gotten through an obstacle that, that was just this crappy job because what's going to happen and what you're going to see is that a lot of people don't push through those. They don't tackle the buffalo. And the reason that that we succeed in business, Jay, and that the people around us in Location India have succeeded isn't because they're smarter, better, or more skilled all the time. It's because they just keep tackling different buffaloes, getting past it, and then moving on instead of giving up. It really is about persevering. Yeah. Um, I have to give your dad props because I just Googled tackle the buffalo thinking, well, this must be a saying somewhere or something. No, it's not. I'm sure it would have come up. This is an original thing that somebody, either your dad or somebody at the company made up. And not only that, then they took it a step further. It was so ingrained in the culture, one of those inside things that they turned it into a t-shirt, which I now want. I think we should start selling those I Tackled the Buffalo t-shirts because I want I want that t-shirt. That sounds like it's, a cool t-shirt. I really, really want it. An awesome t-shirt. I mean, I've, I don't know how long my dad kept it, probably 20 years, and I stole it when I was 18. So that was another 18, 17 years ago, and it has moved with me various places all over the world. And I still have it to this day. It, unfortunately, it's a little snug at this point. So maybe I got to go work out so I can rock that tackle. I tackle the Buffalo <laughs> shirt again. Well, hey, man, um, you know, if it's if it's still available, uh, I might just have to steal it from you. I don't, I don't know. You tell you because know. you stole it originally, so I can take it. By the way, yeah, mad props, like you said, to everybody out there tackling the Buffalo right now. And if you need some people to tackle the Buffalo with... Because doing it by yourself is not fun, right, Trey? You were shop vacing all this poo water by yourself. That's not fun. It's more fun no, no. to have somebody there to laugh with, to joke with, to cry with, to go through it with, and, and to help you tackle the buffalo. LocationIndie.com is the place. This community, I just cannot get enough of it. And uh, the more I'm hanging out, it's just it blows my mind how many amazing people we have in there. And like you said, not only tackling the Buffalo, but just helping each other out as uh, Chris is buzzing us out right now. Um, and we're doing a community gathering an in-person gathering here uh, about a little over a month from the time of this recording. So everybody's going to meet up in person. We're going to be doing some breakthrough sessions and masterminds, but also just hanging out and having a good time. And this is the kind of stuff we do. And um, if you know, you're listening to this, like where do you find people that are, living this lifestyle or working towards living this lifestyle. And I know for a lot of people, there just aren't a lot of people maybe in your hometown or wherever where you can get with people that relate to what it is you're trying to do and understand and encourage it as opposed to just thinking it's some weird thing. So anyway, if you're not where, in a community... Where else are you going to find people, yeah. Jay, that are in, in the shit? And I keep saying that word because it's almost like not a curse word when you're saying it in a phrase because I don't like to curse, but it's it's... That's what it is. You're in the shit. But you can't find places that people openly and honestly share about it. 
that I found as openly and as honestly as in LI. They're just like, here's what's happening. Here's a behind the scenes look at it. Like we try to give you on the podcast times that by, you know, 350 other members, 400 members who are in there all going through it all at various stages. That's what you need in order to keep going is to see other people are doing it as well. And, um, and that's Just what I love about Just sign up over there because you're, you're going to hop on our email list and we have a newsletter that goes out, keeps you updated on all the stuff going on in the world of location independence and travel. It's free. Um, you can also learn more about the community and you know we'll have an opportunity to join next time we open it up um, if you think it's right for you. So if you're listening to this and you're still listening to us, it probably is right for you. <laughs> anyway, we hope to see you over there. Uh, thank you so much for your time and Trav. I guess I'm going to go tackle a buffalo right now no i'm gonna relax a little i'm not gonna tackle a buffalo i I'm hope gonna, not i'm gonna anyway. go Knock shower i don't feel like i'm gonna go shower for the third time okay go get a shower we'll see all right later. guys thanks for hanging out with us we'll chat with you soon all right cheers